0: Welcome to Photo Taco, the only show with photography tips you can learn in the time it takes to eat a taco, or perhaps a burrito. Hey everybody, welcome into another episode of Photo Taco on the Improved Photography Network. I'm your host, Jeff Harmon. Thanks for spending a few minutes of your day with me. I want to give a quick shout out to listener Lance Ross, who provided a very kind review in iTunes. And he said, I have greatly improved my photography efficiency by implementing all the tips I've learned from this podcast highly recommended, fun too. Thank you, Lance. As a quick reminder, it will help the show out if you're willing to go into iTunes and give us a review. I really appreciate it, Lance. All right, uh, before getting to the topic today, I want very quickly to thank the sponsor of this episode, improvephotographyplus.com. If you like the improved Photography Photo Taco Portrait Session and Tripod podcasts on the Improve Photography Network, then you're going to love improvephotographyplus.com. The podcast hosts are in the community forum that subscribers get access to very, very frequently. There's video training courses being added every month or two. And you can download every resource that's ever been offered by Improve Photography over the years. Lots of Lightroom presets, video training courses. There's a ton of content that's going to help you with your photography. It's only $19.95 a month to subscribe And you can start with a free trial today by heading over to improvephotographyplus.com. I want to thank Jim and Improve Photography Plus for making this episode possible. Today's episode, I'm going to answer a question that came in from our awesome Facebook group. I love the Facebook group. You can get there, facebook.com slash group slash phototaco. But in that group, Mike West very recently asked a good question. He said, So here's what I want to do. I've edited a photo in Lightroom and I want to try another approach, but I want to keep my history until I decide which approach is best. What's the best way to do this? I tried creating a virtual copy so I could reset the master and work on that, but the copy doesn't have the history, only the current state. As a workaround, I try to go back to imported on the master and create a virtual copy, then resetting the master to the latest entry. I get to keep my history in the master this way and the new approach in the virtual copy. However, if I decide the virtual copy is the one to go with and I make that the master and delete the original, then the first entry in the history is create virtual copy and not import, which is a bit confusing. All right, so I wanna start by providing a little more detail about the virtual copy feature in Lightroom and I wanna thank Mike so much for his question, really appreciate that Mike. It's a feature I use quite a bit and I wanna talk through exactly what it does. And to explain virtual copy, we have to talk about the Lightroom catalog and processing history first. Now I've gone over Lightroom catalogs a lot in other episodes and I'll put links to the ones I think you should go listen to. If this is your first Photo Taco, then go check out the show notes, find those links, and listen to the other episodes. It will really help you. But I want to do a brief recap here because it's required to understand this question in detail. And I want to have it make sense to a first-time listener of Photo Taco. Your Lightroom catalog is a database. It's actually the Light database to be precise. But you don't need to understand or know what that is. When you import photos in the Lightroom, among other things that take far longer than they should... Lightroom creates an entry in that database about where the photo is on your hard drive, what keywords you may have applied, all of the metadata that's embedded in the photo, it pulls those out like your camera settings and date time, etc. In this day and age where we have Siri, okay Google, Alexa and others, although it's not voice activated, I like to think of that catalog sort of like a digital assistant who you can ask to take notes down about your photos so that you can ask about them later. As a quick aside, speaking of Alexa, you can now ask Alexa to play the Photo Taco podcast by saying, Alexa, play program Photo Taco. It doesn't seem to work all the time, so if it doesn't, you can try a little longer phrase, Alexa, play program Photo Taco on TuneIn, and even then I've seen it have trouble where it works one day and not the other, and I'm working with Amazon on that, but You can give that a try, it's kind of fun. Anyway, back to the the topic here. Um, Although not voice activated, you can think of Lightroom as your assistant taking notes about your photos, including like all the sliders you change and all the brushes you apply and all the radial or gradient filters you may do, whatever it is that you've done to your photo, Lightroom's kind of logging notes all along the way, taking down and logging every single action you do, every step you make, everything you do to the photo, it's logging all those notes out to that database. Now, it's not changing your photos at all as you do those things. Just writing down those notes with everything you do to that photo in Lightroom and storing it in the database. You don't have to save any of your edits in Lightroom. That assistant is constantly writing down the notes of the things that you're doing there and putting them in the database. There's no save step that you have to do. And this is what is meant when photographers say Lightroom is something called a non-destructive editor and a really important thing to understand with Mike's question. Now, just to illustrate kind of the opposite thing, Photoshop is a destructive editor. Lightroom, non-destructive. Photoshop, destructive, which sounds bad. It kind of makes it sound like Photoshop's this evil thing, destructive. You don't want destructive, you want non-destructive. But they're just different approaches to doing photo editing. When you open a photo in Photoshop, while you're editing, you can kind of see a history of the steps you've taken. Photoshop keeps track of the steps while you're working on it. And you have layers that kind of has a little bit of historical stuff there with your layers. You can kind of see, especially if you do a good job of, of doing your edits on multiple layers, you can sort of see how you've worked through a photo. And layers will stay when you save, so that's a difference right there. With Photoshop, you have to save your changes. It's not automatically happening like it is in Lightroom. But when you save, it's really only the layers that get saved out. That history that Photoshop's keeping track of is only while you're editing. When you save and close Photoshop, and then when you bring that file back in, even if it's a PSD, uh, you end up with the layers still, but your history is is all entirely gone. It doesn't keep track of that long-term and you can't go back in time to when you did your edits. So that's more of a destructive editor. The reason it's really called destructive though is let's say you opened up a JPEG file, you make a bunch of changes and you save to the same JPEG file name. Well, your original file, the one that you first opened up, it gets overwritten by all the changes that you made to that JPEG file inside of Photoshop. So that's why it's called destructive because it will overwrite whatever you opened up in the first place. Worlds Lightroom does not touch that original photo on your hard drive. It leaves it alone. All right. So because Lightroom is keeping track of every change you make to a photo, you can go back to a photo at any time, like even years later and see every single step that you took to make that photo. That's what the history is. There's the the photo history is there inside of Lightroom. Now to see this, see the history of a photo, you go in the develop module in Lightroom, and on the left-hand side, there's a panel called history. If you click the arrow to expand that panel, you can see every single change you've made to that photo. Actually, little performance tip here, if as you go to pull up an image, it is taking really long time to load that one image, maybe a lot longer than the images around it even in the same folder, It could be that you have just a massive history, and Lightroom has to do a lot of work to go pull all those steps out and load them up into the history panel, which it's gonna do, even if you're not looking at the history panel, it's loading those things up every time you move from photo to photo. It's pulling up all the history of the steps you've taken on those photos, and that can add a lot of time. So, if that's something that's happening to you and you'd really like to see that photo load a little faster, you can actually clear the history, get rid of every single step. You won't lose any of your edits. They'll all still be there as long as you're on the last step when you clear the history, but you can just click on the X, icon that's just to the right of the title of the history panel and when you float over it it says clear all history. If you click that, boom, all your history is gone and that photo could load a little faster. Alright, so hopefully that helps you understand the Lightroom catalog and how there is a history Lightroom tracks of every edit on every photo in your catalog. Now let's talk about the virtual copy feature. Remember Lightroom doesn't alter the original image at all, remember non-destructive and only keeps information in the catalog about where the original photo is located. There's long been a feature in Lightroom to create a virtual copy of a photo, a way for you to ask your digital assistant to keep a second set of notes on how you're going to edit a photo that is already in your catalog. So to do this, you in, in the library or develop modules, you right-click on a photo and choose Create Virtual Copy. Lightroom will create what looks like exactly the same photo right next to the original one, except this one has like a little page curl graphic in the lower left-hand corner on the thumbnail of the photo. And if you bring that the virtual copy up kind of as the main photo in the develop module, and you have information showing, it, it will say copy one next to the file name of the photo. All right, now I want to make sure you understand what Lightroom is doing here with virtual copies. Being a non-destructive editor for 99% of everything you do in Lightroom, there is actually a way to make Lightroom write something to the original photo, but for 99% it leaves that original photo of your hard drive completely untouched. So when you create a virtual copy, it is not creating a second copy of the photo on your hard drive. It looks like that. I can see why a lot of people might think that. or and might think this is a kind of a bad feature you don't wanna use very much, but it does not replicate the photo on your drive. If you have a raw file that's taking 50 megabytes on your hard drive, when you create a virtual copy, you still have only one raw file taking up 50 megabytes on your hard drive for that photo. There's two copies in Lightroom, but only one photo on your hard drive. So hopefully that makes sense to you. It's only creating a new entry in the catalog pointing to exactly the same photo on your hard drive as the original one you were working with in Lightroom. Lightroom was already keeping track of changes you wanted to make to the photo. And now you asked it to create a virtual copy of the Lightroom which opened up kind of a new page of notes. That's what, how you can think of it. You had an existing page of notes that Lightroom was keeping track of for all the edits you were making on the original entry in the Lightroom catalog. And now you're saying, hey Lightroom, I want you to actually keep a whole separate set of notes, not even associated with that original set, a whole new set of notes with um a virtual copy all right i I hope that gets the point across so let's talk quickly about what why you would want to create a virtual copy now i've used them in many different ways over the years and with this feature i don't think you really have to decide how you're going to use them You don't need to be consistent about how you're going to use them, as opposed to things like the rating systems or collections, where I do think you need to kind of figure out how it is you want to use them and be consistent about it. There's no, you can decide you want to use virtual copies one way today on one specific photo shoot and then use them in a completely different way in a different photo shoot. And I don't think you lose a lot of the value of the functionality. I've used virtual copies to provide different sizes, photo sizes to customers, meaning I've you know, crop the photo in the native aspect ratio of my camera, which is three by two to be able to to be how I wanted it. Make sure that I follow kind of some rule of thirds or get the composition, how I want it to be with that aspect ratio. And then I created a virtual copy where all of the same edits are in place, but I did a different crop for say like an eight by 10 or five by seven aspect ratio. I don't do this much now because it's, it's actually a lot of work to go through every photo you're delivering to a client and custom crop for each aspect ratio. But I still will do it if a client asks me to do something specific, like if they went to print and uh, the three by two aspect ratio ends up cutting off something important when you do eight by 10, then I'll, that and they say, hey, can you get me one that will work in an eight by 10? then I can go to that one specific photo, very quickly create a virtual copy, crop it eight by 10 so that it will work better and deliver that one photo back out to the client. That makes them super happy. It's really easy to do. I just don't go through and do it on all the photos. I used to at one point. I don't do that now. By the way, if you don't understand what aspect ratio means, listen to the photo taco episode on the topic when you can find which you can find by Googling photo taco aspect ratio four words there, photo, space, taco, space, aspect, space, ratio, or hit up the show notes for a link. I've also used virtual copies to have the photo in color and in black and white. So I'll process the original first, I'll do it in color. And then if I kind of think it might look good in black and white, I'm terrible with deciding that. But if I think I really need to try this one and see how it looks in black and white, then I'll create a virtual copy and I'll go do that in black and white. So that's another reason that I do that. A third way I've done it is a similar thing I think to what Mike's question is. I've used virtual copies as a sort of way to save off where I'm at in editing a photo, maybe because I'm about to make a really big change and I want the ability to get back to what it was before making that change. Now if I'm understanding Mike's question correctly, I think that's what he was trying to be he wants to be able to do. He likes where he ended up on a particular photo, but wants to try a completely different approach to editing the photo. On the first photo, he can step through every single edit he's ever made to the photo by going starting at the bottom of that history panel and then clicking on each one going up, 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 up until he gets to the top. He can see exactly what he's done and how it makes the photo look. And uh, this could be a a powerful learning tool for people. If they're not sure what it was, how it is they arrived at a photo edit that they're really happy with, if you're kind of a newer user of Lightroom, stepping through that history can really kind of teach you again what the sliders are doing to the photo and and how it is that you changed them. So it's a pretty good learning tool. Um, So he, he really wants to have that and capture that, keep that capability of being able to step through the history. And the problem is that when you create a virtual copy, the history doesn't go over to the virtual copy. It's really strange because the metadata about the photo, including all of your custom keywords, they get copied over to the virtual copy. The star, color, and pick flag ratings that you had with the original photo in Lightroom get copied over to the virtual copy. Pretty well everything else in Lightroom that is tracked is copied over to the virtual copy, except the history seems a little strange to me. I I agree completely Mike that this should be functionality Lightroom should, Adobe should put this in there. It's crazy that it doesn't work that way. Everything else gets copied. Why doesn't the history, it seems like that's valuable. Unfortunately, as of January, 2017 in Lightroom 6.8 and uh, CC 2015.8, there's no way to do this, Mike at least not exactly the way you want where the virtual copy has the same history. But all is not lost. I think there is another approach that may work for you. But before getting to that, one of the points I wanna make in this episode is that all of us can tell Adobe about features you want in the product. In a previous Photo Taco episode, I brought on Victoria Bampton, also known as the Lightroom Queen, and it's one of my favorite episodes that we've ever done. We talked about how Adobe watches the online forums they offer pretty closely, and she verified that as updates are worked on, the feature requests that are coming from those forums are considered. They might be convinced if enough people vote for a new feature to consider adding it in a Lightroom update. Now, I'm an avid reader and contributor to the Adobe Photoshop online forums, and I don't see a really high correlation between the features that I've seen discussed in the forums and what Adobe has released in the past few updates. But I do believe Victoria, she knows what she's talking about. She works very closely with Adobe. And so I'm going to encourage all of you listeners of this podcast to do something about the complaints or features you would like to see in Lightroom. The online forums are the way to do that. And to go there, you go to feedback.photoshop.com. The actual name of Lightroom products is Adobe Photoshop Lightroom. Actually, if you go to the help, it's Adobe Photoshop Lightroom CC. Anyway, Adobe seems to consider Lightroom as a part of the Photoshop brand overall. And Photoshop's a very, very well known brand. So you can kind of understand why they do that. But there isn't a feedback.lightroom.com, it's feedback. .photoshop.com, All right. Unfortunately, in order to request a feature or complain about something, if you want to do that, the, uh, something in Lightroom, you have to create an account with the site. Or if you're a Creative Cloud subscriber, you can use that login to go and log in too. Uh, confusingly, they call it the Photoshop Family Account when you go to log in at this, but you use your Creative Cloud credentials, so your username and password that you log into Creative Cloud with, and that is your Photoshop Family Account. When I went to the forums this morning here in mid January, 2017, there was a big blue banner at the top of the page offering to help you get started. You click on that, get started today button, and then you can either sign in with your creative cloud account or go create an account either using your email address or Facebook. Once you're signed in, what you need to do is create an idea in order to request a feature. Adobe will pay more attention to the ideas that get the most comments or votes so it's best to search first to see if your idea is already in there. So I searched for virtual copy history, and sure enough, Mark Siroto created the idea to have the full history of a, photocopy, uh, of a photo copied over to a virtual copy six years ago. Yeah, he suggested this six years ago. So Mike, I'm not sure this feature's coming anytime soon. It's been six years and it's not there. There are 27 people who have followed his idea, and most importantly, his idea has 89 votes, but that's not enough to get a lot of attention for an idea. So you should go vote for it, Mike. You should go out there, and everyone else who's listening and would like to see this feature where you get all of the history steps of a photo copied into the virtual copy, or at least make it an option to do that, then you need to go and vote for this. So you can search the forums and look at ideas as well as issues people are having with Photoshop and Lightroom and all the forums without logging in. But in order to post your own idea or problem or to even vote for an idea, which is what we wanna do here, you have to log in. So that's why we started with the login process. I think it's a great idea, Mike. And so I already voted for it myself. I went into the forums. I'm the 90th vote <laughs> for that idea. And um, in fact, I also searched, I thought I already did this. I thought I posted the idea I've talked about in previous podcast episodes about the new coal module in Lightroom, but I looked and it wasn't there. So I created that idea on the forums and I'd love to have you all vote for it as well. I put links to both the copy history or the virtual copy idea and my coal module idea, put links to both of those. Love to have the listeners of the photo taco, go out and vote vote for those things. I looked in the, the idea right now that has the very most votes is syncing smart collections to Lightroom, which I'd love. That would be really cool. Be able to sync a smart collection to Lightroom. You can't do that today. Um, it has 824 votes as I record this episode. So we can totally obliterate that. (laughs) If you listeners would go and spend the time it takes to vote for these ideas, we'll get thousands of votes on there. And Adobe might take a little notice to that and we might be able to get something done. So really appreciate it if you want to go out there and vote for those ideas. I know it's painful because you have to go log in or create an account if you don't have one and that stinks, but uh, it would be really, really helpful to do that. All right, before ending this episode, I did say I thought I had a workaround idea that Mike should try. And that idea is the functionality of snapshots the snapshot panel is just above the history panel. So in the develop module, left-hand side, you have history panel, just above it is the snapshot panel. And it's a way to mark a point in time on your edits that you want to get back to. I I think of it kind of like a bookmark into the history panel, a way to say this specific point in time in my history panel, I want to mark this. I want to take a snapshot of it. So the idea here, Mike, is when you're at the point of thinking you want to create a virtual copy so you can go back to where you are and then make a bunch of totally different edits instead of doing that, because you don't get your history copied over, try taking a snapshot. When you're at that point, snapshot it. You have everything there. Then you can hit reset on the photo, right? That'll add a history thing that is reset Then you can do a whole bunch of edits again and you can get back to exactly where you were by clicking on the snapshot all right you can even set that point in the history as the before by right clicking on that same step in the history and choosing copy history step settings to before and then do that before you hit reset and that now was stored off for that photo that's the before image that it will go to and then you can do all of your edits and then you can hit that slash key the forward slash key on the keyboard to toggle between before and the edits that you've done and see kind of how they compare. So it's it's a workaround, totally it is. It's not as good a solution as virtual copy with full history would be. And with virtual copy, you could actually use the new reference view feature that Adobe just added to Lightroom in the 6.8 update. But I do think this gets you closer to what you're trying to do than virtual copy does today. So you can give that a try, Mike. See if snapshot get you most of the way there and go vote. Go vote for that idea about full history over to virtual copy and the cool module. All right, that's it for this episode. I hope you all enjoyed it. As a quick reminder, you can suggest topics for the show through the Facebook group, just like Mike did, Facebook.com slash group slash photo taco or through Instagram by messaging at phototaco podcast or through email where the address is podcast at gmail.com. No question, too basic or too complicated. I don't know the answers to everything. If I don't, i'll research it or i will bring an expert on i have a couple of guests i'm planning to bring on very shortly here to talk through some topics where they are definite experts and uh, and i really want their help don't forget to check out the other podcasts on the improve photography network we have portrait session tripod and improve photography also take some time head over to the mothership improve for news gear and other photo tip articles we're going to actually put a bigger emphasis on news articles out there coming very very soon, you're gonna to want to check out improvephotography.com every day. That's free. It's improvephotographyplus.com. That is the subscribed to site, but improvephotography.com has tons of resources available, all for free. You need to check it out. It is the best way to improve your photography. Music expressed on this program by independent host, and callers do not necessarily reflect the views of Improve Photography LLC or its advertisers. Some links mentioned on this program are affiliate links where a commission is earned. Olá!